This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, episode 132. Are your horses ready? Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash soulstone2016. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Patreon. Support the Shattered Soulstone. With your support, you can help the show grow. Become a patron today. Patreon.com slash soulstone. It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from the dark recesses of the proverbial Dawnforge pouch. This is episode 132 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. It is February 11th, 2017, and I'm your host, Whisper Tilio, and tonight I'm joined by Jen. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Um, I'm in a pollen season because the spring pollen season started, but it's been raining here in California, so that's helping a little bit. How are you doing? Oh, I'm phenomenal. Just delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so uh not too much it's actually for winter uh it's very warm here in georgia <laughs> i mean i've seen snow for maybe an hour one day this whole year so far wow and it's like the last couple weeks have been in the 60s early 70s or yeah low 70s and uh, it's just been really nice. It's uh, much nicer than I'm used to from being in Indiana going to this. So Yeah, I can see that. I grew up in Illinois, and I was there for quite some time, and uh, moved to California after that, and I do not miss the snow. Yeah. Not at all. I, that is part of what made me move. <laughs> yeah, part of what made me move is I just had had enough of, like, you know, trying to get the snow off my car before I could drive it and then do it again every time you get out of work. And every time, you know, it's just, uh, I, I just couldn't that. do it. Yep, just you have the ice scraper, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just the and then, worst. And then you got the guy in front of you who didn't scrape the snow off the top of his car, and so it's blowing onto your windshield. Uh, you know, just, yes, uh, especially when you're behind a semi and they can't get up there, and oh, that's horrible. It's bad, yeah, yeah. So, has your door been frozen shut before to the point where oh, you yes. have to find a way to? <laughs> yes, yes. I used to. Um, I used to work. Uh, early in at a retail place and the parking lot was like not really it it was just a windstorm all the way across it you know and the uh it had sort of snowed and it was kind of like i don't know wet snow and it covered the entire side of my car with ice and it was the driver's side so um i couldn't get in it was like one of those little ice things you know that you use to spray into locks that was not going to cover it it was completely solid so i opened the passenger side door and crawled through to get to the driver's side reached over shut that and then had to you know wait for the car to warm up and and all that so i have had that happen have you ever that that happened to you uh not as severe in the lock i have had to use that lock stuff before mm-hmm. the, the worst thing that ever happened to me was i 
didn't have anything to put in the locket. I don't I don't even think it was the lock. It was just literally there was ice all around the door. I had to boil some water and oh. went out there with it and I I there is good and a bad side to doing that because it melts the ice very quickly, so I got my door open. But you've got to be careful and try to wipe the water off because it will freeze very quickly. <laughs> yes, that's so, true. Yeah, you got to be careful doing that. But if you do it right, <laughs> it helps. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's true. Have you ever had the experience of where you're going to work early in the morning or you're going to school early in the morning and you're driving and the plows have come to go through the intersections, but now there's like this little ridge of snow at the front of each intersection, like at this where you stop and wait for the light or whatever. Oh, yes. Have you ever like tried to stop for that and slid right on through the intersection? I've never slid through an intersection like that, but I, ha- yeah, I've, I've got experience with those piles and stuff, <laughs> but uh, I've spun right before an intersection like while I while I was slowing down for the red light oh, uh, no. my car literally just turned 90 degrees I didn't hit anything I just kind of slid mm-hmm. to a stop but I was perpendicular with the road oh <laughs> so that's not to, it was a one lane road too so I had to like back up and keep going back and forth until I was straight back on it again and <laughs> Jeez. It was, was kind of funny, but luckily there was nobody really around, so nobody was in any That's danger. Good. And when I did it, I was I was teaching, and so I was. You know, everyone was driving their kids to school or going to work, and it was. Uh, you know, I live near. I used to live sort of near Chicago, but I was teaching in. Uh, I grew up in a suburb, so um, it wasn't like Chicago driving, but a lot of us drove like that anyway, and <laughs> we were used to it. So. Um, when I slid through the intersection, everybody kind of could see that's what was happening, you know? And you just kind of wave like, sorry, can't do anything, car sliding on through, you know? And you could tell because it kind of fishtails, sort of fishtails a little bit, just like goes through and you're like, I don't know, man, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So. The only thing that really bothered me is if when people are going through intersections and they don't honk or flash their lights or anything. That is insanely dangerous, and I've seen so many people do it firsthand. Oh, God, uh, that is scary. I yeah. I was lucky, though, because, like, we all could see, like, the little, like, the large mounds of snow in each lane, you know, just kind of there, and we all knew someone was going to slide, so <laughs> it turned out to be yeah. me that time. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, well, uh, I've got a whole lot to talk about because I've been playing a lot of Diablo so I'm going to let you go first okay um, so let's see Uh, I've been playing a little um, I'll be honest I've been playing World of Warcraft again because um, their world events are they start every January the world events go through and uh, there's obviously if you've never played World of Warcraft they have specific events that are like well world events they relate to a holiday or something and they exist for like a week or two and then you won't see it again for another year and these things have been around since like i don't know early on in the game like a very long time a large number of years and i've never completed them and i'm like you know maybe i should try that now you know <laughs> <laughs> and get on that i finally have a character big enough to to do most of what you need to do um so we'll see. So I've been doing that, uh, and it's been like a nice distraction from real life for a while as well. Just these ridiculous things you go do in World of Warcraft, these stu- these uh, holiday things. So I've been doing that. Um, I have been playing a little bit. I did go. 
I won't say much yet about this because we'll get into it, but that darkening of Tristram thing, I've been did that, um, and I remember that you know I thought it had ended on the thirty first, mm-hmm. and when I got in there, it had already ended, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> it's gone, uh... <laughs> you know, I wasn't quite done, um, but. It you know so I kind of when I was playing I was mostly doing that instead of the season. I am still playing the season. I don't think we talked about what I'm doing in the season at all, so I guess I'll do that. Um, I'm playing hardcore. Okay. Uh, again, I usually do. I switch off hardcore, softcore, hardcore, softcore because it's fun. Um, and this time I decided to play hardcore, and I'll get into the reason when we talk about Darkening of Tristram later. But um, <laughs> So I started with uh, a wizard because I wanted to get the Firebird set. Figured that's a good enough reason, you know. I'm okay. absolutely, absolutely terrible with the wizard. <laughs> and um, I knew this, you know. I've gotten a few, um, I think I have, I think I have a softcore one that I've eventually got to 70, and... And then I have this hardcore one that um, I did a season rebirth. I started off with this wizard in another season, and I was playing with Sean, who was playing, uh, I think he was playing a demon hunter. I'm not sure. So we were kind of doomed from the beginning, I guess, you know? <laughs> and I mean, it was hardcore, <laughs> right? And, Very um, team, yes. Yeah, and uh, I think his computer died or something at the time. Oh, no. And I was like, this was like several seasons back. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm not going to keep playing this character that I was playing with him in case we get that resolved quick enough and the season's still going on. So I'll just roll another character. And that's what I did. I rolled a barbarian. And so I have this, you know, this hardcore wizard that never really got to 70. So now she has. (laughs) And um, (laughs) so I did that. And um, I did... Uh, I went through chapter one pretty quick, which surprised me. I thought it would be really... I was assuming everything was going to be harder for me playing a wizard. Um, It went really quick. And the thing that I've noticed this season, season nine, while I was playing just in through chapter one, I was actually getting objectives done for chapter three. Like a whole bunch of them that it never occurred to me would happen because I think they changed things, you know? Mm -hmm. So... Chapter one went pretty quick. Chapter two took a little bit longer because I'm playing a squishy and I'm used to, <laughs> I want to play a barbarian, you know. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so I'm like taking it slow and all that stuff. But when I got to chapter three, like so much of it was already completed for me because I'd done it. And specifically, okay. like, yeah, it was just kind of weird because what I usually do in a season, no matter what character I'm playing, hardcore, softcore, whatever, um, I'll go and I'll run a rift right away. And then I'll go and do every bounty, like, from all the areas, you know? Like, just go through and do them all. And I look at the map. I hope all of you are doing this. You look at the map and see which bounty gives you extra stuff if you finish it. Like, which act, you know? And then you pick that one. And you do that one. And when you get done with that one, then you go look for the next one that's got that. um, Because then you get more uh, stuff that you can use for um, the cube, you know? So if you're not doing that, do that. Um, somebody's new that doesn't know this yet, I'm sure. So there we are. So I went and did that, and to my surprise, uh, getting it used to be there was a, a an objective during the season where you had to do that, get all five, and then you got an objective. And I don't remember which chapter it connected itself to. This time around, I was noticing like, okay, so I did whatever act that first extra bonus was in, and an achievement popped up for finishing five bounties in that act. And then it did it for all of the other acts as well. And this was chapter three, I think, that has all these in it. So I was just playing like I normally would. Did not expect that to pop up. Um, And I think they may have taken out the one that said you have to complete all of the bounties for all of the acts in one game. 
you know? Yeah, come to think of it, I think you're right. I I didn't even I wasn't even paying attention to that this season. I you know, I would not have noticed if it wasn't for I just do that anyway and here's these extra you know, it looked like extra objectives going, Good job. I'm like, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've hit a gold mine here. Special. This is this is great. <laughs> yeah, you know. I don't know for sure that why they change anything really, but I'm suspecting that maybe most people don't actually like doing all the bounties in a row like I do. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it takes time. Speaking of, real quick, uh, in case anybody doesn't know, I don't know if you know this or not either, but uh, you actually, uh, like you said, if you do the bounties in a particular order, you get um, the bonus, the bonus cash. Mm-hmm. You don't actually have to do the bounties in any particular order. You can you can go around and do all the bounties, all 25 bounties, uh, in a single session, and then just turn them in in that order, and you still get the bonus caches. Oh, I didn't know you had to turn them in in that order. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because uh, if you say the bonus cache is on Act 1, Mm-hmm you can go to Act 5 and complete all the bounties in Act 5. Just don't turn it in. Oh, okay. Then do the rest of the bounties, and then say the... Even though you did all the bounties in all the other acts, and you still have Act 1, do mm-hmm. the bounties in there, and then turn in Act 1 first before you turn in the rest. You still get the bonus cash. And then you look on your map and see the next one that has the bonus cash, and then you go and turn that one in. And then you keep doing that until you have all of them. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, that works too. Good to know. Mm-hmm. So there's different ways to do it, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but I would just you know run through and do them, and um, so that was surprising. I did not expect it would be an objective for just completing each act. Like you finished Act One, here's your objective, you know. And it was in a, and yeah. it was they were all part of Act Three. And at the time, I was working through Act One, so you know you can't skip ahead and like look at what those objectives are in games. So I'm like, I think it's Act Three. <laughs> it went by pretty quick, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. I'm still working on Act Three. You know, I finished a couple of things after I got in there. I had a bunch. Like most of it was done already. And I had the last three things I had all had to do with uh, playing on master difficulty. And I was playing on hard difficulty, and I'm squishy. And I've only got two pieces of the, the gear, you know, the, the Firebird's gear right now. So uh, yeah. um, I was kind of like, well, let's see what happens. So right before the show, <laughs> I um, <laughs> went in and thought, okay, I'm just going to do it. And I raised the difficulty to master, and I went to do a Nephilim Rift in master difficulty. And I thought, well, we'll just see what happens. It can't be that bad. I couldn't be that far off. And oh my god, I almost died so many times. Oh no! <laughs> I was just like, like the first, you know, it's pretty common. You start a rift, and you've got like, you know, blue monsters right there, ready to kill you, and some regular ones. Like, there's all this stuff usually when you when you first start a rift or start a level of a rift, you know. Yeah. Um, so I had that, and I thought, okay. I've been blowing through these before. It's fine. I can do this. Nope. You know, <laughs> and um, really glad I brought the Templar with me because he kept me alive. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'm like running away from like the arcane things and stuff coming back. And it's just so sad. You know, <laughs> I thought I'm going to lose. The- I'm going to lose this wizard in a Nephilim rift. You know, <laughs> it just oh, was terrible. Suck. 
And when I went in, you know, I'd, I'd hit 70 before I went in, and I had one Paragon point, so I couldn't really even bust the <laughs> thing up like that. Um, yeah, and I was just like, this is just going to be like a game of chance here, you know, or skill or luck or something. And mm -hmm. so I finally got it and um, somehow survived, hit the buttons correctly, I guess. I don't know. Um, got through it. Just barely. I'm like watching the uh, the the health just drop all of a sudden, like in chunks. It didn't just sort of drop. It was like boom. I'm like, oh my god, run, you know, kind of thing. And, <laughs> and I'm not using like teleport or whatever because it's hard for me to track where my character goes when that happens, you know. So oh, um, yeah. I thought for me it would be dangerous <laughs> then, you know, to try to be like, I don't know where I'm at now. You know, that would be bad. So um, yeah. So I'm not using that. I'm trying to like run out of the way of stuff, and you know I'm getting Paragon points as I go, and I'm like trying to get away from the monster so I can add the Paragon point, and maybe survive a little bit more, and and I finally did it, and now I have seven Paragon points on my wizard. Right. <laughs> you know? Awesome. I'm glad you yeah. did. Uh, at least the I mean with the Firebird set, the two piece gives you that extra life pretty much. Yes. And I found, um, I think the game took pity on me after a while because it gave me um, bracers that were way better than what I had and had all this life on it, you know? Ooh, <laughs> it's, you like the, it's like the game went, oh my god, here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what I've been up to. Bit. Yeah, you know, and I figured, I figured either way I'd have a story to tell for the show. So this was the story, <laughs> and uh, I survived, and so my, my wizard lives to... Uh, try to complete Act 3 sometime later, I suppose. Um, so there's that, and that's all I've been up to outside of the Darkening of Tristram stuff. What have you done? Oh, the long story. Right, <laughs> Here well, we first, go. Uh, first, we can start with the Darkening of Tristram stuff if you want, because that's where I started with my yes. season, season journey, so we, we can get into that now, and then I'll continue that's, later. That sounds good. Um, Alright, so... What we did is for an event we held with Medros, or Medros held and we were there, right? to try to help raise money from Antonio, we all got together and we played Arcane Tristram. It was uh, Medros, Jen, and I, and who else? There was one Toasty. 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 Yes. Uh, yeah, Medros and Toasty are the hosts, or some, two of the hosts of the All Things Azeroth podcast, which is about World of Warcraft. So those of you that are unaware of who they are, um, that's who they are. And Medros is, of course, the uh, he is the Dawnforge guy. You know, it's his network. <laughs> so um, you know, he thought it'd be a really good way to raise money. And it wasn't just Diablo three that. Well, we were playing just Diablo three, but Medros got people in there playing a bunch of other Blizzard games for however long they stayed. And they made it through the. Diablo 3 part. <laughs> but, um, I joined them in the Overwatch part as well, but outside okay. of that, I didn't I didn't jump in the World of Warcraft part of the day. Okay. So anyway, we uh, we did that in an effort to try to raise funds for Lantonio. Those of you that are just tuning in may not know, um, he had his his apartment caught fire and his family lost pretty much everything. There is a GoFundMe. Uh, that uh, you can donate to if you want to help them out, and that's still active and still needed. And so that was what the Dawnforge event, the purpose of the Dawnforge event was, was to raise money. So there we were. <laughs> and, um, yeah, oh, and there will be a link to that in the show notes if anybody yes. wants to check it out. Absolutely. I think there's a link to that in previous show notes as well. So um, check it out if you can donate and help out. 
go ahead. Um, every little bit will be helpful and obviously appreciated, I'm sure. So, um, so we did the Dawn Forge event, and the idea I think with this was let's make Medros do things that he's uncomfortable with in game, and um, <laughs> you know because I I think we thought that people would come in and watch, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, now he doesn't play Diablo three anywhere near as much as you and I do. Uh, which is understandable, you know, his show's about World of Warcraft, so go figure, you know? <laughs> um, so, uh, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't play hardcore anywhere near as often as you and I do. So we thought, okay, that's what we're going to do. You know, we're going to have him play hardcore, don't care what he picks, you know, we'll do that and just see. <laughs> just see. Now, originally we did not know, um, we made this plan during Season 8, and we didn't know yet when Season 8 was going to end. So we thought, okay, well, if, it, if it's still going, we'll play Season 8. Um, if it's not, you know, maybe we'll figure out something else fun to do, um... Or you know we didn't we didn't know about the darkening event really we weren't sure when that was going to hit exactly, and season eight ended before we got to this Dawnforge thing we were doing but season nine had started and so had the darkening of Tristram, so me and Vesper and Medros and Toasty were kind of like well should we do a season should we do you know should we do the darkening thing what should we do you want to take it from there a little bit <laughs> sure. So we ended up choosing, obviously, the Darkening of Tristram. We went through, we ended up finishing it in that, that night. Uh, it only took us, what, a little over an hour? It wasn't half, very maybe. long, yeah. It wasn't yeah. very long, and none of you had done it before. I'd started it with a different character entirely, uh, with a barbarian, go figure. Um, <laughs> and uh, just to kind of see, like, I wasn't sure if the graphics were going to be something I could tolerate, you know? <laughs> because I'm dyslexic and I process things visually differently and uh, so I thought, okay, I'm going to make sure I can see this at all, and I could um, so I'd gone and done a little bit of it, but for you guys it was completely new and all of our characters were brand new characters Yep. so, I mean, it was just brand new and um, so we started off and we went through that and no one died Yes, <laughs> which is kind of remarkable. There was there was a couple of close calls, I think, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think I went as a barbarian. Uh, Medros had a crusader. Um, Toasty went as a demon hunter, and I think you went wizard. Yes, it's the same wizard I'm using for season nine. So, okay. um, yeah, we must have did seasonal characters as well, just to give us a variety or something. But yes. Um, yeah, you know, so we all did that, and that's a pretty good mix, you know? Yep, <laughs> we had characters. Two, uh, two, you know, more tanky characters in your face, and mm -hmm. two more squishy, long-range, uh, hard hitters. Right, and, right. Uh, and I think Toasty and I were competing to get uh, the final hit on Elites the mm -hmm. whole time. Yeah, <laughs> we're all, you guys blast. were, like, checking to see who got it, who got it, and then you'd hear, and... <laughs> 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 it was kind of funny. I mean, it was just the silliest thing. We had a really good time, and I hope that everybody listening got into a group and did the Darkening of Tristram because it's so much fun with people. This thing especially because it's, you know, it's different. It looks visually different from, you know, what you're normally playing in D3, and it's only there for a limited time. Comes back every January, I think is the idea. Um, oh, I hope so. so. Yeah, I think it's supposed to. Um, so that was how we experienced the darkening of Tristram, you know, 
as you know, representing Shattered Soulstone, right? Yes. <laughs> and, I, I um, thought it looked amazing. It was perfect, just like Diablo One. Everything looked like just like Diablo One, and uh, even the walking animations. Did you notice that the walking yeah, animations they were, like, were exactly Diablo One? They're kind of like stuttery <laughs> and kind of you know kind of stiff, you know. Yes, it was yeah. awesome. It was so good. You could only really walk uh, up, down, left, right, and diagonals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, at least that's what the animation it was. Did. And, right. Uh, my one of my favorite parts, honestly, was just seeing the different abilities of the different classes in that style. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, I really, really wish I would have seen uh, the witch doctors. Um, Grass for the dead. <laughs> what would that do? Uh, the, um, <laughs> oh, why can't I think of it? It's the the, the vomit move. It's what everybody calls. Oh, <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> that one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Is why that the I one throw? Is that the jar of spiders when they throw that? Is that it? Or that it, one's cool remember. too. No, it's yeah, like, I can't remember the right name for the thing you're talking about, but I think everybody listening knows what it is, especially if they yeah. played a witch doctor. So <laughs> that would have been neat. Um, and <laughs> if you bring if you bring a pet in there, some of them are almost unrecognizable. <laughs> Once they come in, yes, yes, it's and it, it was really, really neat. It was cool, and I've noticed like if you bring like a larger pet, you know that's easier to find in there, and your pets do still pick up gold for you. So that was, you know, I didn't know if they would do it, if they would allow that, because D one you had to go pick it up yourself. There were no pets, you know. Yep, yep. So that was kind of fun, um, and I remember like at the beginning, you know, you were telling me uh, you asked if I had gotten far enough in it on my own to to find the butcher and I said yes and you were like don't tell me anything don't tell me anything <laughs> yeah don't tell me anything about it I don't want to hear it mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or the skeleton king I don't want to hear right. it right mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't say anything you know and we got to the point where I knew that's what it was and I didn't say anything and y'all ran in and I'm hearing oh my god <laughs> well you know, you know? we're ready for it because I think right. I, I'm the one who opened the door not thinking uh-huh. that it was the butcher like you just, right. it just looked like another door to me so mm-hmm. I'm walking around this corner I hit this door just to go to the next area I'm just slightly ahead of you guys right. I open it here ah fresh meat and then I, I crap myself <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember everybody started screaming, you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. oh and I God, knew. Help, Right, and I knew it's what it was, and I wasn't going to open the door because that would take the fun away from somebody else. But also, like I said, I was playing a wizard, and I'd just be dead. So um, that wouldn't <laughs> help you guys at all. So <laughs> his movement speed is so fast. Oh yeah. man. And he, like, charges over to you. Like, he just charges right directly to you in there. And, uh, I don't know. Um, I think when I played it on my own with the Barbarian, it wasn't a character that was, like, starting from level one. So, like, I didn't have to have the experience of running away from the bush or down the hall like you do in D1, you know? Yeah, (laughs) At that time. But it was just, that (laughs) was kind of fun. And, um, they had some of the stuff in there, like the Halls of the Blind... Oh yeah, you that know, was from D1, cool. and that was neat. Um, different stuff like that is in there, and the you have to go well. find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the, a couple the others in there. Well and um, oh, there's the stone, the uh, the bloodstone. Right. Uh, Which I don't know. Cool like too. some of those doors don't open all the way, but it seems like we finished it. You know. Yeah. Um, so that was in there, and it was just really neat. And then um, when we got to uh, the the final level. 
where you know you're going to run into Diablo, um, there were these uh, you know these little podiums, right? Mm-hmm. You want to tell us about that because it kind of happened to you first. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, mm-hmm. so in Diablo One, obviously you you said you've beaten the game a couple times, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, many. in Diablo One, before you reach the uh, 16th dungeon, you're in this area called the uh, Unholy. Oh, what was it? I should have wrote that down. Place, yeah. Uh, Any, the Unholy place, and <laughs> you have to fight. Uh, uh, Lazarus, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, yeah. um, honestly, when we were all playing, I completely forgot about that, and they kind of brought it back in this in the Darkening of Tristram. So I'm walking around, and in Diablo One, you've got kind of these um, these walls and levers, and it's it's kind of a tricky area to maneuver, and it opens these doors to give you some uh, some like kind of stronger enemies are these like side bosses you gotta beat mm-hmm. and then to open the doors into Lazarus's chamber and then you fight him along with other enemies well this one there are these podiums that are unguarded the darkening of Tristram and you click on them and they teleport you into a room that was completely sealed off before and as soon as you teleport in there this room is completely full of enemies and uh and we quickly realized that it teleported you, but it did not teleport your group. Yes, you. Uh, for even if the other people clicked on the podium, it doesn't teleport you. I think it like right. We had to like go running up the stairs, you know. Yes, it just opens the door. So yeah, mm-hmm. I teleported and I was freaking out. I had no idea what was going on, especially because it there was a gold elite in there waiting for me as well, right. along with so, a ton of other enemies. And we were I playing was hardcore. So. Out. Yeah, and I saw that and I was like, now, I had not completed the Darkening of Trisham on my own, so I had no idea what this was going to happen at all. And um, I remember, like, you know, we're standing there, we're clicking on the podium, like, okay, follow me, you know, like, we need to go upstairs. <laughs> or, like, you know, it was the only place that we hadn't explored. And uh, so we ran up the stairs and we found the one room that was open and went in, and, and it worked out, you know, <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> yes, I so survived. So we cleared the room. Yeah, we cleared that room, and you've got, like, it's one of those where you go up the stairs, there's a room, and there's a room off to the side and a room off to the other side. But this one had this, like, I don't know, red blood-looking symbol on the that ground in the middle. The ground, yep. Yeah, and um, so we knew, okay, we've cleared that room there. Good. You know? <laughs> All set. <laughs> yes. And we went on exploring, and I think um, to get to the other one, it was another podium. Yep. Mm-hmm. On the other and side. It, yep. And it teleported whoever hit it. Was it you again? I don't know. but uh, um, I don't know. I think that one might have somebody been Somebody hit it. Oh, yeah. So somebody hit it, and we all had to go running up to save them. And so <laughs> if, if you do this with a group... Um, the only thing I can tell you is maybe have most of your group wait by the stairs and then have someone yeah. click that to unlock it and you can yeah. get there quicker. Well, um, but like we didn't know. Well, it looks like one of those podiums you'd click on like a scroll or a book would fall. That's what I thought it was. So right, I clicked right. it thinking that would happen, but no, it teleports you somewhere. <laughs> right, and that doesn't happen anywhere in D3. So if you're new to the series because you've never played before or you were a little kid back in the day or something, you know, um, you're expecting the podium to give you something good. <laughs> And instead, yep. it gives you a room of monsters that you're not maybe ready for. <laughs> yeah, it's so, terrifying. Um, yeah, it was. It brought the, you know, the 
what just happened, oh my god, kind of aspect back <laughs> yes. into the game, you know, just like Diablo 1 originally really was, you know? Um, so it had, like, it definitely captured sort of the spirit of it from there, you know? Yep, yep. And then once right. we got down to uh, Labyrinth level 16, the home of Diablo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um... That was kind of an interesting area, how that worked, uh, how you pulled the levers to unlock the next door until you got all the way around, and you pulled the last lever, and it opened all the doors, releasing mm -hmm. Diablo and, and a gold elite enemy in the next room right. as well. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really cool that Diablo looked like the Diablo 1 version. Yes. And that, Very much that so. was really awesome. Uh, his attacks were more like... The Diablo 3 version, though, which makes sense. Yeah, well, I think they had to sort of build off of some of that, I guess. You know? Yeah, but I think I there don't know. were differences, but I was too busy trying to survive to pay too <laughs> close attention to that. So, yeah. But uh, after, after we killed him, to my surprise, was not expecting it, it actually plays the final cutscene from Diablo 1. Right. Mm -hmm. That was really, really cool. I would never have guessed they would have pulled a cutscene from another game into this one. They sure did, and it's the graphics show you that's definitely D one. That's not something new. They didn't <laughs> like touch them up or anything, you know. Yes. And, yeah, and it's it's pretty neat, you know. You you get like a view. It's like your character's eye view, you know, kind of. Mm -hmm. I guess. Yep. And um, but it didn't matter. Like in D three, if you have a cutscene it's geared to what class you are, you know? So if you're going through, like, story mode and you're playing a demon hunter, then, you know, when the, the storyline comes back up, it's not only you know, the little drawing things in the voice, it's your character, it's, you know, it's your demon hunter. If, it's, if you're playing a female demon hunter, it's female. If you're playing a male demon hunter, it's male, and it changes for every class. Not so in Diablo 1. Um, it was just, like, <laughs> one, you know, just for them to be able to produce that must have been difficult back then. It was, like, what, 97? Like, January 1, 97, right? Yep. So, I um, remember you, you beating the game with the rogue, then all of a sudden that last cutscene yeah. transformed into some male warrior. Yeah, but, you know, I wasn't really surprised because I grew up with video games where there were no female choices, you know? Yeah, <laughs> So yeah. I did not expect they would feature it, you know, anyway. But, um, so you, what you see, if you haven't done this, is, or you don't remember if you haven't played T1 in a while, I guess, um, <laughs> you know, your character kind of, you know, reaches out and pulls the soul stone out of Diablo's head, and, of course, he transforms into um, who he had uh, taken over, which I think was... Was it Leoric's son? I believe so, yes. Yeah, and he was supposed to be a kid, but it didn't look like a kid, you know, but back in the day, this is the graphics you had to work <laughs> with, right? So he pulls that out and then stares at it, so you get a good look at this is the soul stone that was in Diablo's head, right? Um, the, the character, your character, essentially then jams it in his own head, uh, and you can see the scene of him screaming with the, the thing in his head, right? So you've become the Dark Wanderer? Maybe, yep. Yep. because I mean, who else could that be? I mean, that's who went in to save his brother was, um, you know, the Dark Wanderer. So, yep. yeah, I mean, it's kind of neat to see and to look at that and be like, that's how old that story is. My God, <laughs> you know. Yep. It's oh man, mm -hmm. it's crazy. I, then, I remember the first time I beat Diablo and uh, Diablo One saw that cutscene. Mm -hmm. I actually did not put two and two together that he jammed it into his head to help. Well, he was compelled hold. to. 
I'll yeah. hold Diablo in, kind of help seal him. Right. But I just figured, I'm like, oh my gosh, your character did turn out to be, well, not really power hungry, but he just, <laughs> he just, he killed Diablo to become him. Well, yeah. <laughs> the well, I think part of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I do think part of the storyline was he went. You know, he thought, okay, well, this thing is cracked, and he could see it. Um, and I don't want Diablo to break out, so he somehow decided putting it into his head would be a good idea after seeing what happened before to the other guy. Um, but I think some of it was Diablo compelling him to, you know, yeah, yep. like he didn't have as much control as he maybe would have thought. So that was kind of interesting. And then in the the town of Tristram there's like the bodies of some of the townspeople oh yeah yeah you know and um you know you can like sort of you go like there's a whole thing and I don't want to give away the whole thing for people that haven't done it yet but uh you can go to where Adria's hut was she's obviously not there we know what happened to her she's in d3 but um you know you know that storyline but uh her hut is there and you pick up an item there bring it back to one of the the corpses in you know, original Tristram, and there's a series of stuff you get from one and the other and do things, and if you get through all of that, um, you get, you can get a, a pet that's a cow. Mm-hmm. And I'll just leave out exactly how to do it, because honestly, you can look it up if you need to. You can't go do it right now until, you know, it's done. It'll be back in January. Um, but it's called a royal calf, so I do have that now. Um, went back, made sure I got that one. And the it's just a little cow that follows you around. It's really cute. You know, it <laughs> it's awesome. really cute. Yes, it's cool. It picks up gold for you. And the, the flavor text on the calf says, This young calf has a regal air, as though he holds some special place within his herd. Who knows what they would do if he went missing? Okay, so you have the cow. The cow is with you. And I'm kind of wondering, um, you essentially go, like, your character, your Diablo 3 character, goes back in time to the original Tristram, picks up the ca- the cow with the regal air, come to D3, and uh, sometimes you're fighting the cow king. Mm-hmm. Right? So if he was the regal heir, you're fighting, what, his dad, the king? Is that why the cow king hates you? Yeah, maybe that's why they got enraged and started picking up axes. Right, because (laughs) you you might have been the the hero who came back and took their, you know, sort of prince cow. (laughs) (laughs) It turned out it was you all along. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So I thought that was kind of funny. But there was other stuff you could get. Like, if you just complete it, you get a portrait frame. It's pretty simple. Um, and then if you complete the entire thing and get all of the achievements, there's a nicer looking portrait frame. And there was, uh, I think you had to start with a level one character and complete the entire thing in one sitting or something. And then if you, if you did that, then there was, I think you got a pet. I think you got a pet. Hmm. What was the pet? Uh, you got the butcher, a pet butcher, right? Yep. Yeah, I think... Now, did you get that? Because you, you made a new character, right? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. I okay, did so you have that. the butcher pets. Okay, mine didn't count because I'd season rebirthed that character. I think that's probably why. Uh, no, so. that that counts. If you if you rebirth a character, it still counts. It's... You have to... Uh, uh, it has to be in a solo game. You can't be in... Oh, that's uh, why. You can't do it with other people. You have to do it solo... Uh, from level one, so you have to enter the Darkening of Tristram event while you're at level one. Okay, so that's much on the your problem. Way to the portal, you cannot level up to level two. If you hit level two before you enter the portal, it's not going to count. That explains it, because I went back in several times and uh, went all the way through the game because I was trying to do the achievements where you have to kill a certain number of gold monsters. 
you know, with names. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got one of those, at least one of those done. Didn't get the other one, but now it explains it because my character was doing a solo game but was no longer level one. So that explains it. But hey, then there's something to look forward to for next January. Yep. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't, well, it was kind of intimidating a little bit just because of, you know, you gotta start at level one, and mm-hmm. by the time you get to Diablo, you're like level 20 through 22, around there. And being mm-hmm. that low level fighting Diablo is kind of intimidating. <laughs> yeah, it felt really weird, you know? It was yeah. like scary and, and intense, and it definitely had the I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die thing going yep, on. Yep, exactly. So, but the, the yeah. pet is just called the Butcher, or just Butcher, and mm-hmm. the description is he may be little, but he is fierce. <laughs> and, uh, it's cool How little is he? He's uh, probably about waist high, maybe a little higher. <laughs> yeah, he's he's funny, and it, well, it looks like he's the butcher as a child. Like it's not even just like a full grown butcher, just miniature <laughs> version. It looks like a child version of him. I mean, oh he's like goodness. all he's wearing is what appears to be an apron. He's not really. Well, I think that's what he wears anyway. Else. Yeah, I think that's what it was. But yeah, he's got a slap <laughs> oh of meat in one hand and the. Uh, the butcher's cleaver in the other. So. <laughs> oh, funny. Okay, so I'll try that next time around when it comes through. But um, it was so much fun. And it was so much fun playing with you and Medros and Tosi. Like, that made it just... Yeah, it just made it the best time, you know? <laughs> yes, it was a blast. Uh-huh. I had, a, it was I had an amazing time. Yeah. Uh, definitely glad we decided to go hardcore. That just made it so much more fun. Right, because, you know, if you died, that was it. You were done. Yep, <laughs> you know? yep. Just like back in T1, you know? Yep. You'd have but to, like, save your game and start back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Just... yeah back when auto-saving yeah. wasn't a thing. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay, I guess I'll, I'll start my long story now. Yes, yes. Okay, so from there, I actually did not stay in hardcore from that character I switched to softcore for the rest of the season up till now uh, because I wanted to play with a friend of mine, Travelonius, that uh, I haven't played with for a couple seasons because he does not play hardcore. So yeah, I went softcore and I started with a wizard, um, which just like you, I'm oh. horrible, <laughs> horrible with the wizard. I mm-hmm. it's I don't want to say. I've got nothing bad to say about the wizard. It, it is a really good class. It's just, it's one of my least favorite just because it, it's just not my style of gameplay. And right. it's just, it's really hard for me to use that class because it's, I don't know, there's something about it. I would say it's how squishy she is or he is or the wizard mm-hmm. is, but I do just fine with the witch doctor and just fine with the uh, demon hunter. But for some reason, the wizard, I just cannot stay alive. I just... That and almost all of my builds in the past have been the same. It's like, it feels like magic weapon is a necessity. Familiar is a necessity. And one of your armors is a necessity. So that's three of your skill slots right there. It, Mm -hmm. It feels like those have to be used because they give you such a huge boost in your damage. This so, explains much, because I'm not using two of those, so... Um. <laughs> yeah, they, they give you yeah. a huge boost in your damage, but they also, you know, take away two of your skill slots, so you can't do mm-hmm. as much, you know? So, it's... Uh, I, I don't know. I, it's I tough. just feel like it's I tough. don't have as much uh, choices with it. 
But but that, that makes sense. That makes sense. And like what I do when I start off with a wizard is I, um, as soon as you get the, and I'm going to blank out on what the right name for this is, but the, the skill, um, is it magic weapon or something? Is that the one? Or is it where you can do like melee? There's like a skill. Oh, no, it's, uh, that one. That one. I do yeah, that one. That one. Spectral <laughs> yeah. blade. Spectral blade. That's it. Yeah, I do that and just kind of pretend she's, you know, <laughs> a melee class. <laughs> yeah, for a while. <laughs> there is. I found out. I did find this awesome build. I I like going to this website called Icy Veins. Oh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. It's got yeah. It's got a a bunch of different builds for any Diablo class. And I was just looking on there for wizard builds because. You know, I don't play the wizard. I've got no idea what I'm doing. So I looked for some inspiration and some builds. One of the builds I found, I found, I didn't make it myself. But one of them I found was um, uh, a melee class build running with the uh, Magnum Opus set using um, Spectral Blades. I didn't go into super detail about it, but it it looked really strong and really cool, so maybe at some point I'll try it out. Might be an option. But, mm -hmm. uh, but what I did was um, because I knew you get the Firebird set this season. Yes. Uh, I, I looked up a popular build for that so I wouldn't just keep dying every two seconds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, So it turns out that last season the firebird set or the last couple seasons the firebird set has actually been the strongest build for the wizard it's been pushing the leaderboards they're pushing the top of the leaderboards and uh so it's that's the build i went off of essentially now this build i did i did make all of it i've got every piece that icy veins told me i needed oh good <laughs> but uh it's this build is it's not very fun to play, honestly. And the only reason oh. I say that is just because... Alright, how the build works is you... Archon mode is your best friend. When you're in Archon mode, you're pretty much a god. You destroy everything almost instantaneously. Even Rift Guardians, just their whole health bar just melts almost instantaneously. Wow. It is insanely strong when you're in Archon mode. But, even with all the cooldown and stuff my character has, which you build massive cooldown with this, with this build, I've got it to where Archon mode lasts 20 seconds. And then after that, I'm on cooldown for about 42 to 43 seconds. Oh, that's a lot. And yeah, during that time, uh, because of how the build's set up, it's, you don't really have to worry about death too much. But you don't do any damage. You don't kill anything. It's literally when you're outside of Archon mode, you're charging up for the next for the next time you activate Archon mode. By charging up, I mean you use uh, this uh, wand and source called the um, uh, Shantoto's Resolve. Okay. And what it does is it says if you have both equipped. Every second, while in Archon mode, uh, you expel a wave of destruction, dealing 350% weapon damage to enemies within 30 yards. 
Every time you hit with an attack while not in Archon mode form, 350% weapon damage is added to the wave of destruction, stacking up to 20 times. So when you're outside of Archon mode, you're stacking, you're trying to get all 20 stacks. So when you jump into Archon mode, that wave of destruction that pulses every second is much, much stronger. Uh, so you're doing that, and on top of that, you're also charging, um, you use Spectral Blades. I forgot what rune, there's a, it's the only fire rune. What this rune does is, every time you hit an enemy with that, with Spectral Blades, uh, your next active skill that deals fire damage is increased by, I believe, 5%. And that stacks up to, I believe, 30 times. So you're trying to get those stacks on top of the uh, the stacks for your weapon. And once they're maxed, you want to activate your Archon mode. And then you obviously you obliterate everything. And then you got to do it again. Uh, yes, and you got to do it again. So it is not a build that you can just sit and kill everything either. This is strictly an elite hunting build. So you can you completely skip all other enemies. You only find elites because your Archon mode only lasts 20 seconds. It sounds like a long time, but when you're in-game and you're trying to find the next elite really quickly, 20 seconds flies by. So... Uh, you're not using any piece of the the Veer set to get all the runes for Archon mode. Mm -hmm. So when you're in Archon mode with this build, you do not have teleport. So that kind of slows you down even further. <laughs> so it sounds it's... like a lot of stuff to pay attention to while you're paying attention to where the mobs are and trying not to die. Yes, it is not fun to play, but I will admit the strong or the the strong <laughs> the build is ridiculously strong um i jumped from i got all six pieces and found all the pieces to that set i think i jumped from torment 8 to torment 13 and i cleared greater rift 64 solo with it Wow. Very that shortly. Sounds good. Yeah, very shortly after uh, finding all the gear. And I'm talking, I only have. Uh, let me count. Got it up. One, two, no, one, two. Only two ancient pieces. Okay, so that sounds pretty good. You know? Yeah, it, it is ridiculously strong. My. My damage in-game was only, uh, I think, 776,000, which once again sounds like a lot, but when you see these people on the leaderboards and getting rifts this high, generally, like, uh, you know, 65, 70, 75, they generally have a minimum of, like, 1.2 million or 1.6 million or higher than that. So being able to do Greater Rift 64 solo with only 770,000 base damage is pretty remarkable. It sounds like a... This is not a build for someone brand new to the game, yes, I think. No, you know? I mean, this is, it's, this is some skill just to get this build to go. Yes, it's... 
literally I made this build and I was so disappointed with it. Not not of its capabilities, but how aggravating it was to play. I pretty much only from that point on I only used it to level up legendary gems. Well, why not? You know. Yeah, I immediately made another another wizard. <laughs> and oh no! Added to seventy, and went for another build that I've actually been wanting to try out for a very long time since I knew of its existence, and it is known as the Flash Fire Wizard. And this is the build that runs on. Uh, you use the Talrasha set. Apparently, there's a couple different ways to build it. I'm just gonna say the way I built it. Uh, but I use just the Talrasha set, nothing else. And for those of you who don't know, the Talrasha set runs on you using arcane, cold, fire, and lightning skills. And every time you use one of those skills of the different elements, it buffs your defense and your offense. And on top of that, drops a meteor of that element type on enemy that just does a crazy amount of damage. That sounds more satisfying than trying to yes. time the monsters, you know? <laughs> yes. Uh, this this build I had, its its movement speed is what sets it, sets it apart. You run so fast, it's out of this world. It is one of the fastest characters I've ever had. You literally, all you do is run around and self-destruct. Because <laughs> it runs on this ability called Explosive Blast and you use the Chain Reaction Rune, which just an explosion happens around you uh, three times. If you so wherever that, you go. <laughs> yes, yep. And if you combine that with uh, there's a wand, I never found one, I wish I did, but it went for, it, it would go well with this build. Uh, there's a wand that doubles the amount of Explosive Blasts. So, well, actually, I think it just adds three to anything. So if you have... So if you have three and it adds three... Yeah, yeah, you get six explosions. So that's... <laughs> there's your fire damage. And then okay. Your frost novas, your cold damage. Uh, what else do you have? Oh, uh, use teleport with the calamity rune, which is your arcane damage. And then your electric is... Uh, you get it from two different things. You can use I use electrocute with surge of power, and uh, your storm armor. So your storm armor will just be shocking things randomly without you having to do anything. And That's nice. It's also got a rune called scramble that anytime it shocks somebody a certain distance away from you, I think it's like more than thirty yards away from you, uh, it gives you a boost of speed, movement speed. Oh wow! <laughs> so you got movement speed there. I got uh, I used the Warzeshian arm guards, which every time you destroy a wreckable object, you gain a short burst of speed. Which all of the moves here is like an uh, AOE area of effect base. So mm -hmm. while you're running, you're just blowing up everything, including random objects. So you pretty much have that boost of speed on constantly. <laughs> and, uh, I also like to use the uh, Boon of the Hoarder uh, gem. Oh so my! Twenty-five. <laughs> you uh, get a thirty uh, percent speed boost for every time you pick up gold, and once you get it to level fifty, uh, it has a hundred percent chance on kill to have an enemy burst into gold. So anytime you kill something, it blows up into gold, <laughs> and you get that movement speed. And then one more on top of that, I used the uh, 
Wreath of Lightning, which once you get that to level 25, anytime the Wreath of Lightning legendary gem is active and shocking enemies around you, uh, your movement speed is increased by, I believe, 15% for the duration wow. of that. So yeah, your movement speed is insane. <laughs> uh, this build is so much fun to play. It is a blast. Uh, it took me, normally it takes me about an hour and 20 minutes, hour and a half to run a full bounty run, uh, all 25 bounties at once by myself. Uh, with this build, I'm able to do it in just under a half hour. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yes. It's uh, It can run on mine, my personal one can run on Torment 8 very quickly without any problems. I have run it on Torment 10 and haven't had a problem, but you know, it takes a while longer for me to kill elites or kill a boss that has me, uh, that a bounty, a bounty has me mm -hmm. going after to kill. So it can go on Torment 10, but I just, I prefer Torment 8 because you just plow through everything and you can do it very quickly and still get uh, very good drops for bounties. That's awesome. Um, that sounds like a lot of fun. It, yeah, it, it is a blast. I love that build. Honestly, I think it's the only wizard build so far, at least, that I enjoy. <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, I did try out this new electric wizard that I see on the leaderboards now that everybody's ranting and raving about because of the new Monald heal ring effect. Which, uh, when you, I think it's either when you stun an enemy or electrocute them, they take up to 14,000% damage uh, every time you stun or hit them with lightning something. Wow. Similar okay. To Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> so the electric wizard is number one on the leaderboard right now. I built that one and tried it out. And it's, it works. The mechanics are almost identical to the Firebirds build. It's literally, it runs on Archon mode. You're doing the same thing. You're charging and this, well, no, you're not really charging outside of Archon mode this time. With that one, you still do quite a bit of damage outside of Archon mode. When you're in Archon mode, you're just godly again. Oh, wow. Okay, so I'm glad you found some fun things to do with the wizard class that you weren't too thrilled with to begin with. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's that good. That one was more fun than the Firebird set, but uh, I don't know. It was too similar to it, so I just went back to the Flash Fire. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I've put what is it? I think 86 hours into the wizard this season. No, 82 hours. And that's over doubled my total wizard playtime since the oh. game was released. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> there you go. This season, I only had like 69 hours of playtime with the wizard. So I. Now I can say I've played the wizard. I know how they work. Yes. Yes, you definitely um, do. You just explained it all to us. Yes, it's, mm -hmm. there are fun things, there are not fun things, but I think that that can fairly be said with every class. Because there are yeah. builds, like, honestly, I love the Crusader to death. It's uh, one of the main uh, classes that I love to play. Everybody raves about the, um, the LON bombardment build. It's, I will admit, it is very strong. I made it, I ran it a few seasons ago. 
I hate it. I've oh. never hated a build more. I'd much prefer to play the uh, the Firebird's Wizard than play the Elven <laughs> Bombardment build. Oh no! It is not fun to play at all because it's it's 100% run on cooldowns. Uh, every every ability you have has a cooldown, so pretty much you cannot attack at all once you're everything's on cooldown. Well, it has an enormous burst of damage because you activate all of your abilities all at once and if you don't kill whatever you're attacking in that one burst you are pretty much just running around in a circle trying to survive for 10-15 seconds till you can use your abilities again and that can be a long 10-15 seconds I yes it is mm. not fun to play at all, in my opinion. I know several mm. people. Actually, I think Hometown Hero is a big fan of that build. I've I've got nothing bad to say about other people liking the build. Honestly, I don't. I, I can't stand it. I hate it. <laughs> it's so <laughs> not fun to play. Well, well, there's enough variety in the game for everybody to find something. So Yes, you know, I agree. It's good. It's good that it's not, this is the only way to play, because then... Mm -hmm. I think people would be really bored after a while. So, yeah. Uh, and then, moving on. So, there's my wizard story, but it doesn't end there. Oh, okay. So, because, <laughs> there's more. Yes. Uh, I kind of got tired of playing the wizard, but I wasn't tired of playing Diablo. So, I started a, I started a monk and a crusader. You know, oh well, <laughs> two things. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, well, one, I started the Crusader because while I was playing the Wizard, for some reason, it gave me an ancient weapon, an ancient flail uh, that rolled really, really well. Uh, I forgot the name of the flail. It's the one that was added relatively recently that gives you um, your blinding flash deals damage equivalent to your last five shield bashes combined. Well, I, I wanted remember. to run the uh, Roland set with a shield bash build. I've done that before, and that is a fun class. It is incredibly high single target damage so like if you're facing the ubers you will kill them by yourself insanely quickly it does so much damage to one target but just not not really a group killer that and the build is not super tanky you can bring it up into the higher difficulties but not you cannot push greater rifts with it there's a big limit on your defense and but outside of that it's still really fun to play and i have not played that or have not made a rolling set since that weapon came out i don't know if it was a weapon that was updated with the legendary effect or if it was a new one i don't remember but i got an ancient version of it that rolled very well this season i found it while i was playing the wizard so i'm like okay well i'm making a crusader <laughs> <laughs> well you may as well yeah Mm -hmm. uh, and then I made the Witch Doctor because, well, it also runs on intelligence and all the other items I had in my stash for no apparent reason would work with a uh, Witch Doctor. So that and uh, I haven't seen anybody with a Zunimasa 
Witch Doctor in a very long time, and honestly, I think the Zunimasa set's very fun. It's been a long time. It is fun. One. It was it was the set a couple seasons back uh, for the Witch Doctor because that's why I have that set. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's because of that, um, and it was really fun. I can't remember specifically like you know what skills or what you know, but I, it was a lot of fun. And um, I hadn't played the Witch Doctor that much before that, but. It was a really fun set to play. It worked out good. So I agree. I like that one. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. The only thing mm -hmm. I don't like about it anymore, they kind of ruined it for me a little bit. Not completely, but a little bit. Uh, back when the Zunimasa set was, I quote, new, I don't really know when it... I think that was one of the earliest ones, actually. But uh, what it used to do, I don't know when they updated it, because I would have been mad hearing this. <laughs> but, uh, oh, scratch that. It's not the Zunimas that they edited. There's a uh, there's a mask called Carnival Mask. Oh, Carnival. I know they updated that. They updated at that. Some point. Yeah. And that yeah. ruined the set for me a little bit. Just because what it used to do is anytime you would shoot a dart, a poison dart, all of your fetishes would also shoot a poison dart. Oh, fun. Well, now <laughs> Carnival does the same thing, but it only allows the five fetishes that are closest to you to shoot the poison dart. Oh. Well, so instead of all of them, it's just five. It, which they did, they might have made it actually stronger because it says that... They shoot a powerful poison dart, which I did some digging and looked into, and yeah, it does, uh, if I remember correctly, 350% more damage than the poison dart you shoot. Oh, okay. So they did, they changed it, but... Yeah, they kept they the... They didn't, um... Yeah. They didn't make it less powerful, exactly? Yeah, but... I, think, I think they kept it uh, just as strong... But it's not as flashy as it used to be. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was it used to be so cool because I, I had a very old Zunimasa set. I made the set a long time ago. And it was so fun seeing just darts fill your screen just in every direction, <laughs> especially when you combine it with the uh, there's a ceremonial knife called the Dagger of Darts, which allows your poison darts, yours and the poison darts your fetishes shoot, now pierce through enemies. So the darts would just cover your whole screen and they wouldn't stop at an enemy. They just keep going. So it was, oh, it was just awesome. That's pretty it neat. Was so cool looking. <laughs> now, like I said, I don't think they made it any weaker. It's just not nearly as flashy as it used to be. So I, I shouldn't complain that much. It's just like, oh, bummer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so I made that. I just finished getting all six pieces to the Zunimasa set, but I don't have all the pieces I want for the build. I don't have the Carnival mask yet. Mm -hmm. But for the Crusader, I went a little different route too because I didn't find all of the... The Roland set yet mm -hmm. still looking what I did I did make a plan though I wanted to run a, uh, one more set for the Crusader on top of the Roland set and this one is a build I've never seen anybody use personally I know I know a lot of people do I've never run into anybody 
it's a build that runs on the um, Norvald's Fervor combination, which is a two-handed flail called the Flail of the Charge and a Crusader Shield called the Shield of the Steed, which, if you have both of them, it says it increases the duration of Steed Charge by two seconds. In addition, killing an enemy reduces the cooldown of Steed Charge by one second. Gain 100% increased damage while using Steed Charge, and for five seconds after it ends. Uh, and there's a combo now that you use that with the the armor of a Khan set, which runs on Accurate's Champion. That the combination it just buffs your damage of Steed Charge. It's a variation of a Thorns build, and you run the rune with Steed Charge called Spiked Parting that. It just it deals damage that scales off of your thorns. Okay. And it's fun, you know, riding your horse around. Running over all <laughs> just, the enemies. Yeah, running over everything. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I want to try this out. And I am shocked of how strong this build actually is. Because I thought, okay, maybe I was hoping to get it strong enough to push Torment 8. Because I wanted it to be my uh, Death's Breath farmer. Because I'm using mm-hmm. the, uh, the Sage's set as well. I'm using the Sage's Apogee helmet and the Sage's Purchase gloves. Which you, you actually craft. You get the crafting plan and you craft it with the blacksmith. And if you have... Uh, I have that in combo with the uh, Ring of Royal Grandeur, which if you have three pieces to the set, says it increases death breath, death's breath drops by one. So anytime you kill an elite, it drops an extra death, death's breath. Oh, wow. So, so that's a good for farming those, then. Yes. So yeah. that's what I made this build for. So I'm like, okay, I finally found all the pieces that I need to make the set. And uh, I had some help. I, I joined a community of um, other Crusaders, uh, loot sharing community, which you jump in there, only Crusaders play in there, no other character classes. And you just kind of go in there, tell them what you're looking for, and they tell you what you're looking for. And you just kind of, if you find a piece of armor or something that they need for their set, you just be nice and drop it for them instead of keeping it for yourself or decrafting it. And then they do the same for you. Oh, that's nice. So it helps you get uh, geared up quicker. So I managed to, because of that, I managed to find the set relatively quickly. And as soon as I equipped it all the gear, I can immediately run Torment 13 with it. That really, really shocked me. I had no idea this build would be anywhere near that strong. That's really... F- it seems fast. Like, it, there yes. you go. You know? Yes. Uh, I highly recommend this build for even a, uh, a new player looking for a more tanky build, but still really fun to play because you literally ride a horse around running people over. <laughs> it How is fun, so much fun. You know? <laughs> it is, yes, it's fast. It does run on cooldowns a little bit, but... If you use the Ingiam in your cube, mm-hmm. anytime you kill an elite, for the next 15 seconds, all of your cooldowns are, are reduced by 10 seconds. So during those 15 seconds, 
pretty much all of your abilities are off cooldown, so you can use them endlessly, including your Steed Charge. So you just run around on your horse without any cooldown at all. That sounds very efficient. Yes. It really does. It is awesome. <laughs> it is really awesome. <laughs> it's, it's just a whole lot of fun. It's a blast. It's very strong and surprisingly tanky. Uh, I haven't even... I don't think I've died at all yet with it. I play on Torment 13 with it. And yeah, you get um, in one rift because of the Sages set uh, and Torment 13. In one Torment 13 rift, I've gotten, I think, 47 Death's Breath in one rift. That's my record so far. So it that is. That seems like a lot, you know? It's, it's very, very efficient for, for what I needed it for. So very cool. Very cool. Highly recommend it. And yeah, that's about where I'm at now. I'm on, uh, I'm at Paragon level 600 even, and um, I'm wow. not done. I feel like I barely play then, you know, I might just hit seven. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm like really slow somehow. <laughs> well, I mean, I honestly, that's been, uh, work has been kind of slow for me lately, and I've had a lot more time uh, to play. There you so go. So that's yeah. that's my main reason for having. I've got about almost 120 hours this season already. Okay, that'll do. Yeah, so that's that's <laughs> yeah. why it's not like I I just got lucky and found this gear really fast. No, I I put the time in, and it's it was kind of a pain, but you know. It's, it paid off. Yeah, it paid off. So mm -hmm. I'm I'm not complaining about that at all. But uh, I will ask you this: mm -hmm. How do you have you used the gem you got from killing Diablo and the Darkening of Tristram? I have not done it yet. I just got two pieces of the set for the season, and I don't I don't know if either one has a socket. So I thought. Well, that would be good to put it in the set for the season. So I'm gonna have to like either wait till more of that drops and has you know something that'll work, um, or get a socket on it or or whatever. Have you done that? Yes, I have. And how did it go? It's very interesting because, well, uh, one you socket this legendary gem into a helmet instead of jewelry. Okay, I thought that was true. That and also when you socket it into a helmet for the first time and put it on a character, it unlocks a special transmog. Oh, I did not know that at all. And that transmog is actually really, really cool. It is very okay. cool looking. I'll have to try that and see what it does if I have yes. a socket, or I'll just try to get a socket. So because <laughs> I have the, I have the helm and I think the gloves for the Firebird set. So fun. I will say this, the legendary gem effect, I've not gotten it to 25, so I don't know how good the buff is when you level up and get that buff, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But the standard effect on it, where it randomly, you know how when you're fighting the Diablo 3 version of Diablo, mm -hmm. and he has this attack where he stomps down and mm -hmm. it shoots fire in all directions, well in yes. six directions. Right. Uh, that's what happens when the legendary gem goes off. Oh, fun. Yes, so it shoots the fire in six different directions. 
and I will admit the fire does a ton of damage. It, it hits very hard. It is really fun to use. I didn't use it very much for the wizard because when it detonates, it actually stuns you for a second oh. or a second and a half. It's not very long, but I didn't notice it until it got me killed a few times. <laughs> Because oh, while I was yeah. trying to make an escape, I'd suddenly be stunned while it detonates and sends the fire out. So, yeah, that that kind of sucked. But uh, I did talk to some other people about it. Uh, one of them, specifically, was running a monk and was using it with his monk. And he said that he didn't really notice the stun effect at all. He didn't know it did that, and he had been using it for a long time, several days. So maybe it's good with a monk. Yeah, well, I think it'd be good with a melee-type class, because you're already in everybody's face. And you have better armor yes. and all of that, so, yes, okay, good to a know. A lot more tanky, and you can take a second's worth of beating. So, yeah, I think it's better with a class like that. Especially because you're inside the big group of enemies where when it detonates, it blows up and kills a lot of them. While okay. if you're using a wizard or witch doctor or a demon hunter, it's more of a ranged class and you're only going to hit, when it detonates and sends it off in the six directions, it's only going to hit with the fire that went in that one direction because you're not in the middle of the enemies, you're kind of... Oh, I'm always the in the middle of the enemies, you. unfortunately. Oh, so well, then see. You won't maybe have it'll work out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Just don't let it get you killed, especially playing hardcore. Right, because then you lose it. It's gone. Yes. Yeah, you have to wait till January to get another one. Yes. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't even think of that. Oh, I should have mm -hmm. stocked up on them. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you get more than one. I don't know that uh, you get more you than one. You can if you... Uh, if you have it being held with another character. Oh, okay. So, because that makes sense. Because I thought, you know, you get it once, the game knows you have it, so... Yep. But yeah, if you switch it off, then... I didn't think of that. Um. Yep. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's a way to farm uh, legendary gems. But uh, it works with any legendary gem, actually, not just that one. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. But yeah hmm, okay. It's... it's the, the gem is very interesting. <laughs> it's very unique. <laughs> uh, I think okay. it is really, really cool. I like I like that they did that. Um, I am interested we'll to, to see, see how, the, how the gem works after it's level 25, and then once you level mm -hmm. up after that. Um, and I have one more funny story, and then I'll, oh, I'll end okay. it there. Sure, sure. So there I was, minding my own business. And uh, my friend Travis, you know, Travelonius, asked mm -hmm. me if I wanted to play. So I'm like, sure, okay. Uh, he had not gotten to level 70 yet. Okay. And um, I was using my uh, Firebirds wizard at the time. This was pretty mm -hmm. early on the season. Uh, I had found all the pieces to the set already. I was at my strongest. I could. That was after I beat the uh, Great Rift 64 solo. So we got him to 70, and he was level 70, Paragon 3. So I wanted to know, I thought it'd be funny, 
take him into a greater rift level 60 with me just to see oh, how wow. many times it levels him up just now like what class was he playing because you were playing a wizard right yes um uh, he's playing the monk this season ah okay so he he obviously wasn't strong enough to take it on he just he stood at the doorway and then uh, we really didn't. I didn't really didn't have him follow me or anything. He just kind of stood at the doorway. And then while I finished the rift, and then when we turned in the rift is where he got all the experience uh, after I'd completed it. Well, so we do this. We complete the, the rift, and he jumped from Paragon three to Paragon one hundred and one. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> one rift. <laughs> it was nuts. I, <laughs> I was cracking up. It was awesome. He got about, if I remember right, it was uh, between two and four billion experience for me turning in that rift. Oh, wow. <laughs> and yeah, it was just awesome. I, <laughs> that was uh, the definition of power leveling. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Especially all at once, you know, boom. Yes, <laughs> there it was it awesome. It was just instantaneous. Uh, <laughs> he was quite shocked at that too, but we were both laughing. It was it was a funny experience. So that's what happens when you bring a very low paragon <laughs> person into a very high grader. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. That's great. So that's that really was good. fun. That was we had a good time doing that. But, uh, I believe that's all I've been up to in-game right now. Well, that's I'm, plenty. Yeah, I'm literally just trying to gear out my Witch Doctor now, and that's that's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So before we go into the Audible ad, I have an announcement to make, which most of you are not going to like, but hey, maybe some of you will be thrilled. I don't know. Um, I've been on the show since the very beginning as many of you know if you've been listening or like listening to old episodes and things like that and it's been really fun the whole time but sadly my health is not going to let me keep doing this every show in the way that I have been doing in the past now I'm not like completely quitting the show forever and ever um (laughs) that's not going to happen I'll pop in when I can when my health is well enough to do but it won't be every show from this point on so um you know vespertilio is gonna take it from here (laughs) and i'll pop in when i can uh depending on like everybody knows i have severe allergies i don't know if everybody knows i also have rheumatoid arthritis and fibromyalgia and doing a podcast takes a lot of energy and it's a hell of a lot of fun and i always have a good time but i'm finding myself more drained lately than well, years ago when I started the show, you know, you age and things happen. So um, because of this, I have to take a step back. I really don't have much of a choice um, other than to start taking more breaks and uh, actually dealing with my health instead of trying to power through everything like I've been doing forever, which is like my default is just to kind of like push through it, you know. So you won't be hearing me on the show nearly as often as you have in the past, But I will pop in as a guest from time to time, and if I'm able, I'm going to try to continue the lore corners I've been doing, and those are going to hit Shattered Soulstone uh, before they hit anywhere else. So I think I covered everything. Hopefully nobody's crying right now, you know? I mean, I can't imagine I'll be missed that much, you know? Oh, Um, you will be very much missed. Well, I hope I didn't make everybody too sad then, but um, it's got to be done. I'm doing... 
three podcasts now, and I've learned in the past that three is generally about as much as I can do. Uh, the other two is one of them, Sean and I do. Um, if you don't know, Sean's the editor of the show. Um, he and I are married, for those who don't know. Uh, we've done a show forever, like for years on end, pretty erratically. We're not very good at keeping things, you know, every week or whatever. But we've done that forever. Of course, I can't quit that. And I do another one that's actually part of my job. So uh, I can't quit that either. Um, so it's got to be this, unfortunately. But I will still be playing the game. Um, I'll still be available to, you know, say hi to people in the clan. Um, you know, and I'll be on once in a while when I can as a guest. But you just, you cannot expect me to be doing every show from here on out. And I didn't want anyone to be like, what happened to her? Especially knowing my health. You know, no, I'm not dead. Um, <laughs> I'm still here. I'm just uh, taking a break from things to try to make my health a little bit better. And this isn't the only thing I've kind of stopped doing or changed, but it's got to be done. So there we are. Um, now that I've brought the show to a crashing downer, let's go ahead and do an Audible ad. <laughs> 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 yeah, so Audible um, is the sponsor of Shattered Soulstone, has been for a very long time. If you want to get a free trial, you can go over there and uh, go to bit.ly slash soulstone2016, and that's going to get you a 30-day free trial, which will give you one credit, and you can use it on anything in Audible. Uh, they've got 180,000 titles now. One credit equals one audiobook. Um, so there's just just a ton of stuff for you to choose from over there. There's one Diablo book. It's The Order. Um and uh, that's it's a good one. <laughs> it's a really good one if you want to do that. If you've already got that one, I'm sure you can find something else. I do have, um, there's a book called The Devouring. It is written by Richard Taylor, who is a friend of mine. And I narrated the entire book. Um, did all the characters, did all the narration, the whole thing. And Sean, who edits Shattered Soulstone and makes it sound so good, edited The Devouring. So if you're interested in any of that, if you want to hear more of my voice when I'm not on the show, uh, this would be a good way to do it. So again, if you want to get a free trial when you're done listening to this episode, go over to Audible and use bit.ly slash soulstone2016 to get a free trial. And after that, um, you can start your own membership and get access to a bunch of different specials and deals and goodies for people who are members only. So there we go. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I guess we're moving on to tweets, and we have yes. a whole lot of them today. We do. That's the thing that happens when you don't do a show in a little while, and really, it's I know like we haven't done a show in a bit, and that's totally on me because I haven't been healthy enough to keep up with stuff or appear for a podcast, and that's kind of what made me go, okay, it's time to move on and let some healthy person come in here, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, so I'll start off a couple of these and then you can jump in. Um, so we've got a tweet from December 29th from Archangel083, who writes, At Shattered Stone, love the show and listening to all of them, only on episode 77. I am a demon hunter, won't hear for a long time if read, smiley face. <laughs> so hello... <laughs> Hello, Archangel083. Let us know when you hear this so we know how far <laughs> along you were. Um, and Archangel followed up with a few more tweets on uh, their progress listening to the show. Uh, the next one was on January 4th. At Shattered Stone, now on episode 95. Smiling, smiley face. Moving on up. Hee hee hee. January 7th, updated, uh, Archangel083 updated at Shattered Stone, up to episode 108 in binge listening, and a bigger smiley face is at the end of that one. 
That was January 7th. On January 10th, um, Archangel083 writes, At Shattered Stone, Season 9 is fun. Melee DH, Demon Hunter, is a blast, lol, but hard for me to find a melee weapon for me to use. I'm not sure what weapon you should... I've heard the Shard of Hate, that's a sword that's supposed to be like really good for Demon Hunters, but I have never, ever, ever, ever seen one. So... Um, <laughs> I hear it exists. I talked to one of... Uh, I was at... Um, I was at the launch event for uh, Reaper of Souls, and I talked to one of the guys that was involved in making that, and he was like, yeah, Shard of Hate, you got one? I'm like, no. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, oh, you'll, you'll get one. It's really good. I've never seen it. So I know it exists, <laughs> but I don't have another. Do you have any advice for a melee weapon that Archangel can use for a Demon Hunter? Yes. Hold on. I'm, I'm looking up the... I, I see it in my head. I just can't... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hold pull it out of my head at the moment um it yeah. is the oh load for me oh no <laughs> one of the one of them is the lord greenstone's fan it's a legendary dagger it says its legendary effect is every second gain 160 to 200 percent increased damage for the next fan of knives and that stacks up to 30 times so that does oh, that's a, good a one. ton of damage. There's another one, once again, um, I can't think of the name of it. But, but that's a good uh, start, you know? <laughs> yes. I believe the other dagger, I think it refunds half or all of the, the hatred cost of okay. the move called Impale. Uh, if it hits one or two enemies or something, I don't know. Something along those lines. It helps uh, give you back some uh, some of your resource. So that's another okay. good one to use. So those are some options that maybe, hopefully, he's got one of those. You know. Yes. Um, yeah, and carrying on, uh, Archangel or at Archangel zero eight three on January thirteenth said at Shattered Stone now on episode one twenty eight. Sad Brasia is gone. Good to hear Nevik again. Love the podcast. So that's the progress that we've seen so far. Um, you want to jump in and take over a little bit, and then I'll jump back in later? Okay, sounds good. Um, <laughs> 128, I wonder if uh, Archangel is caught up now. Probably. I don't know. It's been almost a full month, so I'm sure... It's, it's possible. Yeah. It's possible, yeah. All right, well, the next one is at MJPen316 on January 15th. At Shattered Soulstone, listening to latest episode, a couple goals come to mind. Uh, a figuring, a figure out Kanai's cube and try hardcore mode. First Infernal Machine also. Okay. So uh, I was, think uh, we had a question, right? Didn't we have like a question in the show about goals? Yes. Yep. Uh, okay. Large... So we have an answer. <laughs> yes. Uh, large. The question was, uh, I want to hear large goals people have set for... Diablo in general, like long-term goals. Mm-hmm. So figuring out Kanai's Cube and trying hardcore mode, I think those are pretty good. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want good. to just fill my Kanai's Cube. <laughs> I just I've been trying. All the weapons of every, everyone. I've uh, been trying to do that. Yeah. There's a dagger I cannot find. I haven't found it for a very long time. Uh, I think it's called like, the Blood Magic Dagger or something. I believe you can only find it with a wizard, maybe. I'm probably wrong. 
but I don't it's, know. it's legendary effect. All it does is it makes your character bleed, if I remember right. Like, oh. it gives them a bleeding <laughs> animation. Lovely. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pointless, but it's still a really cool weapon, and it's part of the cube, so I want it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. There's always something, like, I've been trying to fill the cube, and I've never succeeded, but I think I'm going to try harder to fill in all those little pieces, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I forget, like, okay, so I'm playing a season. Do I have this thing in the cube or not? Off season? I don't know. Throw it in anyway, you know? <laughs> um, not yes. sure, you know? Um, so we'll have to see. Maybe I'll need to, like, take some screenshots and be like, you have this thing in there. Don't do that again. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now the next one is also from MJ Pen uh, three one five on January fifteenth. I think it's supposed to be three one six, and I wrote that wrong. See, oh, this is examples of me screwing up <laughs> and not being able to do the show as much. You know? <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> on January fifteenth, at Shattered Soulstone at Hometown Hero zero zero eight, and email more. So that's probably another goal. Yeah. Oh, yes. And email more to the show. Awesome. I think. Yes. Yeah. yes please That'd be make great. that everyone's we, goal. We did <laughs> not get any emails this time around. So um, if you have something to say, a longer story, anything else you want to share, an email's really good for that. And you can uh, you can send that over to, let me see if I can get that correct, at ShatteredSoulStone.com. <laughs> and we can read it off. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I agree with him. I want to send more emails. <laughs> 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 Alright, uh, the next one is at Josuki's Hair uh, January 18th at Shattered Soulstone at the West March Workshop at Diablo 2 Net I drew a nervous little fallen shaman uh, hashtag Diablo 3 and there's there an image <laughs> link that is actually really 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 cool uh, it is just a random shaman monster goblin looking thing that is very very cool it almost looks kind of Burton-esque but this one has oh, quite yeah. a bit more detail it does yeah and it, it is kind of looking over its shoulder like it's scared that your hero is coming to kill it you know yes. it's a pen and ink drawing it's really nicely done yes I agree it is very very awesome and uh, Josuki's hair amazing job I mean, hands down, that is very, very good. I don't know if you do that for a living, but uh, I think you could have the potential to. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's really good. It, I bet it was fun, too. So. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Oh, and there's another one. Uh, yes. At Josuki's <laughs> Hair sent another one on January 24th at Shattered Soulstone at the West March Workshop. I drew another creepy Diablo 3 friend. And he's got another picture, same kind of deal. Uh, it's very Burton-esque, a lot, yeah. a mm -hmm. lot of detail, pen and ink. Um, this one almost looks like one of the creatures you fight in the... Uh, what was that part of the map that they added recently? In... Oh, Grey Hollow? Yes, Grey Hollow. Oh, yes? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, this one's got, if you look close, this one's got the little rat popping out of its back. Oh, it does. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if it's one of those, like... Rat kings or whatever, but yeah, um, it's really neat though. It Very is, nicely yes. done. I really, really like it. It is awesome. The attention to detail is just incredible. So mm -hmm. uh, they will. Both of these pictures will be posted on our website, and yes. for everybody to mm -hmm. see. I hope you guys check them out because they are really, really cool. And all credit 
uh, Josuki's hair. Yes. Good job. <laughs> Very good. Very talented. And the next one, we finally hear from Lantonio. At yes. Lantonio on January 26th, uh, I miss all you guys and can't wait to get back onto both Diablo 3 and at Shattered Soulstone now. And in response to Atlantonio, uh, at Medros on January 26th, Atlantonio at Shattered Soulstone, hope to see and hear you back soon, my friend. I think I, we're all hoping that yes. he's coming back soon, because I know, I know he loves the game, I know he loves the show, I know he would be doing this if he were able. Oh yes, I can't wait till he's back. Uh, we miss you, buddy. All of us do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you've been listening to the show, but yeah, we're we're excited to have you back and hoping it's very very soon. So and bring, he brings so much energy to the show. He, he just really does. So yeah, I mean, yeah. So hopefully he'll be back soon. I think that would be really good for the show, and I I think he's probably got a ton of fans that would be really thrilled to hear from him again. Oh yeah, and you know his uh, his very long rampage of stories i'm sure over the several months that he's been away from the show <laughs> right. so I'm that, sure that is going to be a very long episode when antonio returns so mm. everybody get ready <laughs> right yes <laughs> okay i'll jump back in and take the next couple and give you a little break um so at josuki's hair on january 27th wrote at shattered stone at the west march workshop I finally finished all of the anniversary events. Took me forever to find that last monster. Hooray for RNG! (laughs) (laughs) So I think this means he had a good time with the Darkening of Tristram as well. Yes, awesome. You know, that's the event. Yeah, so I don't know if he'll do it again next year or if it won't be as fun, but because you finished it. But I'm glad you did. It was more than I could do. Congrats. Yes, speaking of, actually, obviously... Unfortunately, it's not going to help anybody now until next year, Mm -hmm. but I will say Riker on YouTube actually released a picture, an image, Mm -hmm. that uh, shows all of the locations of all of those elite enemies for that achievement. Oh, wow. And shows the location, which which dungeon level they are um, in that event. So if anybody didn't get it... For next year, when it's available, try to find this picture, and it it shows what level every every one of them are, so you can kind of farm it much easier. Oh, that's a good idea. That must have took forever to put together. Oh, like, I'm sure. I mean, maybe it didn't. You know, maybe he's really fast at these things too. Maybe you know? I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's playing the build with the you know the super horse going through and <laughs> running over everything. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. That, that, so. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> All right. So the next tweet um, is from MJPen three one six on February second, and uh, he writes. Oh, okay, I got it. At, he writes at Diablo at Shattered Stone. Sometimes the only thing that keeps me sane in real life is being able to smash everything with my barbarian. Hashtag Diablo. <laughs> I feel that. Uh, that Yeah, there are days where that's all I want to do is just go smash stuff with the barbarian. You know? <laughs> so true. Mm-hmm. It's just, you come out of there just a lot less, you know, rageful than you went in. <laughs> you know? It just <laughs> makes the world better somehow. I don't know, but it does, at least for me. So I'm glad I'm not the only one that feels like that. <laughs> 
And our last tweet is also from at MJPen316 on February 5th. He writes, at Shattered Stone, something is just a bit off here. And he's got a screenshot of, I want to say, Whimsydale. Yeah, it's either Whimsydale you know? or Whimsyshire. Or one Whimsyshire. Of the I'm not sure. I can't see the whole thing, so I can't tell which one he's in. But yeah, if um, if that was his first time falling into like a you know, like a goblin portal into there. Yeah, that whole area doesn't, it, it does look a bit off, you know, <laughs> from Diablo. <laughs> That's a fair assessment. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, there is, it, it, it immediately transports you into a Mario game. Kind of. I mean, you don't, you don't move like a Mario game. You don't have to jump over anything. Um, yeah. <laughs> but kind of, yeah. And it's, uh, this is, this is the level or the area, whether it's Whimsydale or Whimsyshire, where if you have, you know, preschool children around you, you don't want them to watch you play because you're slaughtering little ponies and little Care Bears and <laughs> that aren't really Care Bears. They're Cuddle Bears. Um, yes. you know. And I hear this makes children cry, so don't do that. Oh no. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So just be aware. I don't know. Maybe they're weird kids and they think it's funny anyway. But um, you know. <laughs> if they're playing the game with you all along, they probably aren't going to be as traumatized by that. But I hear some kids cry. So um, just move your kid away from the screen before yes. you go in there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So. Well, that is the end of the of our tweets. Now, right. before we get into the non-existent emails... Right. Uh, I will tell everyone about Patreon. We are running a Patreon campaign where you can help support the show. Uh, you can become a patron of the Shattered Soulstone by going to patreon.com slash soulstone and making a monthly pledge. Each and every pledge is greatly appreciated. And thank you guys for all of you who have become a patron, who have supported the show, and we really hope you continue. <laughs> we we really yeah, really it, appreciate it, it. We really appreciate it. It does keep the show going. And if this is you know, if you're able to help out, we don't want anybody you know harming their finances for it. But if you're able and you love the show, we do really appreciate it. And it it does help the show grow and keep going and and all of that. Just like you know, Patreon's a good thing. It really helps artists and creative people a lot. Yep. And let's see, awesome. we, don't, we don't have any emails to jump into, as you said, but hey, if you want to send us one show at ShatteredSoulStone.com, we'll get you there, and it'll put it on the next episode <laughs> after you send it. Um, I didn't really look for many, like, you know, news things this time, and what I have is from January 4, so it's... I don't know if it's that relevant anymore, <laughs> you know? It was at the time when I started this, um, and I wrote a bunch of stuff down for other media you were talking about Rogue One. You yes, mm -hmm. and I don't know if anybody cares, but um, you were saying that you wondered what would happen with the Star Wars movie after the death of Carrie Fisher, who obviously played Princess Leia and General Leia. Variety posted an article saying that Carrie Fisher's work on Star Wars Episode Nine had been completed before she died. Oh but wow! Episode or Episode Eight? I'm sorry, Episode Eight was completed. Episode Nine had not yet begun, so we don't know what's going to happen with that. And then The Verge announced in January that Lucasfilm has made it clear they will not be using digital effects to recreate Carrie Fisher in future Star Wars films. So, to follow gotcha. up on that with other media stuff, I figured that would be something people might want to know. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That's, yeah. That's cool. Um, so I that's where have, it stands. Yes, that's that's awesome to hear. I'm glad they finished Episode 8. I'm really wondering what they're going to do with Episode 9. Maybe they might I don't change know. the ending of 8. To maybe she will die in episode 8 
It's hard to say. I, I mean, they're going to have to do something to wind up this character, and we don't know what it is, but we know episode 8, that's already done. Her work was done, so whatever, you know, General Leia needed to do in that um, is, you know, that's all set, set up, and that's all filmed. But for episode 9, we don't know. And I have no idea what the story might be in episode 9, and nobody else does either, unless you probably work for them. But, um, <laughs> you know, so I don't know what that's going to if they're going to have to recreate things or alter things or find an explanation for why she's not there. But um, but that's where it stands. And they're not going to use digital effects to recreate her in future Star Wars films. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we have that straightened out. Uh, yes. Well, at least all that we can. That's well, it's all we know, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. And those articles were from, like, the, the Verge was from January 13th. So I assume... It stayed the same since then. Um, I think there were people that felt a little weird about recreating people digitally. <laughs> you know, mm. it's a little odd. And I think some people were like, "Don't do that to Carrie Fisher." You know, <laughs> so <laughs> um, yes. yeah. So that's that's where it is. Whatever she did for Episode Eight, that's the last we'll see of uh, her characters because they're not going to be digitally recreated. So gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. um, I do have uh, a couple more things about Diablo. Okay. Maybe some blue notes. Uh, first off, I will say for next season, uh, for season 10, the armory has been confirmed. It will be in season 10. Oh, good. And also the new crafting material storage will also be coming in season 10. We all need this so much. Yes, so <laughs> I'm super stoked about that. There also, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people have been talking, uh, they're introducing a new type of legendary item. Uh, they're introducing what are called primal ancients, which are going to be obviously even stronger than normal ancient items. A lot of people, the community seems to be split whether this is a good or bad thing because yay stronger items but at the same time how how rare are they going to be because currently the numbers that were released from blizzard say that when you find a legendary currently you have a 10 percent chance for it to roll ancient so you have a one in ten okay. chance uh to roll a primal ancient is going to be a 1% chance. Oh. So you have a much, much... You're going to have a much harder time finding a Primal Ancient, which is kind of... you got to wonder, is it going to be too rare to the point where it's not even... It'd be almost pointless to try to find a full set of just Primal Ancient items. It might be. And if it is, I'm sure they'll screw around with the percentage rate of it dropping a little bit. But, you know, it's interesting. If it's that rare, okay, what does this do to the leaderboards? You know? Yeah. I mean, is the guy on the top there going to be the guy that found one? You know? Much, that's what I'd assume. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so that that could um, make people a bit irritated. Like, I don't, I don't play those. I don't get that far in the game so far. Um... But uh, I know there's people where that's their thing in Diablo is getting on the leaderboard and getting up as high as you can in there. So if 
if you've got this new thing that's super powerful and one guy finds it, I think his chance of getting on the leaderboard and getting at the top are probably going to be a bit better than everybody else's just because he found the one thing. Yes. So I think that's that's going to irritate some people. Yes, especially after hearing this. So apparently a normal uh, ancient item can roll up to 30% higher stats than a normal legendary. Well, a primal okay. ancient is going to be able to roll 30% higher than a normal ancient item. Meaning that, oh, that so, weapon wow. or piece of armor will be between 60 to 70% stronger than a standard legendary. Yeah, that's a big difference. That's a huge boost. Yeah, the one thing that I will kind of defend about primal ancients is ever since ancient items have come to the game, several times now I've run into it to where I find an awesome ancient piece but my normal legendary that did not roll ancient that I already have in that slot turns out to be stronger than the ancient one I just found oh um, not because of I mean obviously the ancient item rolled higher stats but the attributes that it rolled weren't as good as the attributes I had on my on that particular item. Say, for example, uh, I have an amulet. Uh, say it rolled a socket, uh, critical hit damage, critical hit chance, and strength. Well, that would be that would increase my damage output by a whole lot. Well, if I find the same item and it's ancient and it rolls, say, critical hit damage and strength, but it doesn't have a socket or critical hit chance, then even though it's an ancient, it's still not going to be as damaging as the normal the normal legendary I currently have equipped. Right. So right. I've run into that, which that can still happen with primal ancients, I'm sure. When you, when you find one, I'd be willing to bet that the stats are going to be able to roll high enough that no matter what you find you're gonna want to replace what you have because the stats are just gonna be so much higher no matter what it rolls so that's that's the one good thing I think about primal ancients because it'll kind of get rid of the ooh I found an ancient ah oh, it's not as good you know that happened It'll with be... legendaries too you know where people yeah, were saying back yeah, in the exactly. way back in Diablo 3 like early days you know oh I found a legendary but it's not as good you know <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So this could so solve I think that that'll problem. that'll fix some of that. Yeah, what's um, what's this going to do to stash yeah. space, though? I mean, <laughs> you know? I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But outside of that, there's just... I think they're still working on some stuff for the next season. I don't think all of the patch notes for next season are released yet, but it could be. They did release the patch notes, but I don't know if they're complete. Okay. Because it seems kind of early for them to release patch notes, because these came out on... Oh, there's not even a date on here anymore. Apparently they were just updated on February 7th, so there's stuff on here that I haven't even seen yet. Okay. But if anybody wants to see that, obviously, by just by opening up your battle.net um, application on your computer, it will be the first thing you see when you try to... Uh, start up Diablo. Okay, and it's kind of odd for them to have like all these patch notes ready before announcing the end of the season. Yeah, 
So maybe the end of the season must be close. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we should have almost two full months left. Because, <laughs> I mean, the season started uh, the first week of January. Oh, that's right. My gosh. It seems like it's been that long, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it <laughs> I mean... seems like the season's been going on for a while now. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not because we're bored. I mean, you know, but yeah. I guess life in general just feels weird, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. and okay. the last bit of blue notes for me, I suppose, is, um, uh, Riker released some videos, I think about three or four on YouTube that kind of, they throw out more details about the Necromancer that have been confirmed, oh. uh, because there was a, a community questions and answer type deal. Oh, on up. Facebook? Yep. For uh, Okay. For a lot of the questions had to do with the Necromancer, and they announced some some stuff during that as well as I think they talked about it another time. I don't remember how exactly that worked. Riker explains it all. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. he has, I think, links to, on his YouTube channel to show you the full-length video of the actual interviews with the uh, people from Blizzard. Okay. So that's cool, getting to find out a whole lot more about the Necromancer. The Necromancer is going to come out on the second half of 2017, so he's definitely not going to be in Season 10. There's a chance he'll be in Season 11, but if he's not, it will be in Season 12. Wow. So he's coming out soon. And uh, I could I could throw out some details now, but I'll let you guys go and hear that if you want to hear about it, because he's got a whole lot to say, and it's all looking good. It's got two thumbs up from me. They're bringing back some amazing abilities from the Necromancer in Diablo 2, but also keeping it uh, keeping it up to date and in with the now, so to speak, with the expectations of him being in Diablo 3 and also they announced more of what sets the necromancer apart from the witch doctor because i know a lot of people were worried that the necromancer would be a little too little too similar to the witch doctor since we have already kind of a pet character in this game but okay mm-hmm. they uh they do kind of set that straight and set out a whole lot of differences between them so that should help ease some people's minds and also Riker has another video talking about the patch 2.5 notes that I just discussed and uh, what he's seen people talk about it about the primal ancients and whatnot in the community and also he um, interviewed a one of the game designers from Diablo 1, if I remember correctly. Oh, wow. And what he thinks about these new Primal Ancients. Because apparently this designer hasn't obviously hasn't worked with Blizzard for a while. And I'm sorry, I can't remember a name. I'm just getting this off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But he... Uh, this designer... Didn't know anything about even normal ancient legendaries, much less primal ancients. So he's getting kind Mm -hmm. of a fresh view 
and what this designer's opinion is and what he thinks, how it might affect the community, how it might affect the game. And if he, not if he thinks it's the right thing to do, but kind of, he kind of gives like the pros and cons of it. Oh, that's, that's good. That's good. So it's even, he kind of stated another way they could, they could make the loot drop for Primal Ancients. It, it's kind of hard for me to explain on the show. But, okay, so uh, maybe people should go check that out yes. and get all the details. But it yep. sounds like, I mean, this is somebody that's developed, you know, Diablo 1 and all that. So yes. it should be an interesting perspective. Yep, I, I did watch the interview. Uh, he's got the whole interview, and he's got another video uh, about him taking parts of the video and talking to us, the listeners of his show, about kind of what this developer meant and kind of talking about it in more detail. But uh, oh. everybody can find these videos. They're his newest videos on his channel, Riker, on YouTube. And I highly recommend everybody that wants to uh, watch those. And it gives a whole lot of insight about, you know, what's to come for Diablo 3 and what the community is expecting and looking at and for and everything about it. All right. So that wraps up my portion of the blue notes, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I really brought any. I mean, I did, but they're really old, so no. But um, <laughs> you know, yeah. So right. I think we're done. Well, yeah. Uh, is there other other than the Star Wars? Is there any other media you've been interested in? <laughs> I've been playing World of Warcraft, um, doing the little holiday events, and I've been watching Mad Men. Because I never watched the whole all the way through, so I'm doing that now. Awesome. What have you been up to? Not a whole lot. Just <laughs> working, <Okay. laughs> playing games, and I've been... Generally, I'm the type of person that I will get into a game and play the crap out of it. Just play it nonstop, mm -hmm. one game at a time. Lately, I've been weird. I'm, I'm currently playing like 20 different games... Oh wow! And it's hard to keep track, and it's—I don't know—something's uh, wrong with me. But, <laughs> but well, whatever works, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, outside of that, not really. I'm not watching anything too exciting currently. I mean, people might make fun of me for what I'm watching right now. So, <laughs> oh, well, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, as everybody knows, I'm hugely, hugely into anime. And mm -hmm. I, I'm going back to an anime that was, you know, started when I was a very little kid. <laughs> and uh, oh, okay. I heard it ended relatively recently. I think it ended sometime last year. And I want to know how it ended because I stopped watching it a very long time ago. So I'm I'm rewatching Bleach from the very beginning. Okay. And I'm already uh, about 230 episodes in out of 366. Wow. Oh, okay. That's pretty good then. It seems like a lot of episodes. My yeah, goodness. It's, yeah. It's a very long series. But like I said, it just ended and uh, my curiosity is getting the best of me. So. Well, then you'll find out how it ends. And <laughs> yeah. Then you'll know. Mm -hmm. Yep. We'll see. So people don't... don't 
Don't be too hard on me. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of that one. Um, I've heard of it. I've never watched it. I know there's manga because I used to work in a bookstore. So, okay. um, but I don't know anything about that one. Gotcha, gotcha. It's yeah. it's not it's not bad at all. I, I don't mind it. It's just at a certain point in the show, everything just gets flipped sideways and just it. it it gets bad. <laughs> so that's actually why I stopped oh. watching it a long time ago. Is there's a part uh, that I'm actually getting very close to uh, with where I'm at currently that it just it the show kind of starts falling off. But maybe it picked back up after I stopped watching it. I don't know. I'm gonna find out. Well, you'll find out. Maybe they had different writers or something. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yep, outside of that, I'm not really doing anything. Well, that's enough of things, you know? <laughs> <Plenty>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, would you like to close out the show, or would you like me to? Um, I'll do it. Okay. You have been you have been listening to episode number 132 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Want to join us in game? Join our in-game community, aptly named Shattered Soulstone. Feel free to post short missives up on the community board and join the chat channel to talk with other folks from the community in game. This show is powered by you, the listeners. Send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com. We love Twitter, so come join and tweet with us. You can find the show Twitter at ShatteredStone, and that's the one that we read off all the tweets from every show. Uh, Lantonio is at Lantonio, uh, Nevik is at Nevik James, and Vesper is at Vespertilio1189. We'd like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawnforge Productions for hosting our Loot Deviant show. You can find more shows from the Dawnforge at thedawnforge.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at Shattered Soulstone, keep on looking for primal ancients, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck, and good luck to all of you who are seeking that. Yes, for next season. It'll be good. Mm Hopefully. Yep. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Dawn Forge Productions, copyright 2017. Find us online at thedawnforge.com. <laughs>